Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us. I'm Stephanie March. And there I'm you Stephanie are. I'm Stephanie Hansen. <laughs> I'm on the air. You're on the air. Uh, this is a good holiday weekend, and we have a lot to talk about. You had you were saying something before we went to break. And I don't remember Can't what remember. it was. Do you remember Hope? what it was? Wasn't it a hostess? Oh, yeah. Hostess, hostess. gift? Oh, uh, hostess gift. Okay. Well done, you. Yes. Okay. So this happened for me, and it's a really easy one. You get a mason jar, and you put daffodils, tulips, whatever, flowers in it. Yep. Put the water in. Tie a little ribbon around the outside with a little, like, just handwritten card that just says, like, thanks for having us or whatever. All the hostess has to do is take that from your hand and set it down on yes. her bathroom, in her bathroom, on her table, in her kitchen, wherever. It won't, if there's a centerpiece that she's already planned, it won't impede that. It's just a really nice hostess gift this time of year. I wish that the grocery stores would sell like little mason jars alongside of their flowers. You know what I yeah. mean? Because I think that's the thing is if someone brings me like a big bouquet of gladiolas, I'm like, well, I can't, don't know what to do with these. I'll, I'm going to sit them Though here. I love gladiolas. Yeah. Uh, and I, so it's like, I always, and I love. I'm going to bring gladiolas to your uh, house just because brought. you're going to give me that face that like. They're huge. Really? You understand. They're like <laughs> yeah. six feet tall. You so two feet tall You can't even base. just get like a glass to put them in. You have to find a, <laughs> a vase that will balance that. So yeah, I was like, your gladiolas. No, somebody brought them to my house one time. And I okay. was like, oh. I do concur. And I love flowers yeah. and I would love gladiolas, but don't bring those. Please do not bring like those. bringing the leg lamp. Yeah. Yes. Here, I brought you the leg lamp. Or like here, I've brought an entire <laughs> stuffed chicken for your dinner. Wait, we're having lamb. Oh, here's uh, a stuffed sorry. chicken, you know? Anyway. Yeah, that's the truth. We've, and we've talked about hostess gifts a lot. I know because but, people still don't do it well. They don't do it enough. Yeah. And I'm just going to say it. They don't do it right. Like, don't make it hard for the hostess. It's just a thought for them. Mm -hmm. It's just thinking about them for a second. Like, what would they like? Also, another thing, I think someone brought this up with Easter, especially because the kids are getting a lot of like sugar. Yeah. There's a lot of things like one of the good things to do is to bring either a DVD for the kid or, you know, to watch if people even watch DVDs anymore. (laughs) Or, but to bring them a pack of coloring books and crayons. Yeah, something Which is something they can do, which isn't like sugar and crazy instead of bringing like more Easter basket stuff. I will say my nieces came over last night and we had a little Easter celebration and I needed to color a bunch of eggs. So I had all the stuff ready and all the eggs done. And I was like, sit down. We got to do it yourself project. Yep. They did the eggs. We rolled out cookies. Um, I'm going to be doing... If you have a lot of hard-boiled eggs, there's a sugar cookie recipe that you can use the yolks from the eggs the next day to make cookies. So we made the cookies. We were fully entertained. They were like off their phones for two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. Then when we went to dinner and we started and they were back on their phones, it was so funny. My 11-year-old niece asked me about Coachella. Yeah. And I was just like, whoa, okay, what do you Mm -hmm. want to know about Coachella? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, hey, guess what? It's time for top two in hour two. It is. <laughs> Give him the old one two. One, two, one, two. And now the weekly dish presents top two, top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two. All right, this is the time of the show, you guys, that we talk about two things that we are kind of both obsessed with this week. Why don't you go first? Uh, I had an opportunity to visit the newly refurbished Ola Arepa. Yeah. Um. I have always really liked that restaurant, but I don't get to it as often as I would like because it's not really in my hood. Mm -hmm. So I met a friend and I had um, a dish that it's in my top five. 
of dishes this year so far. Great. Um, and it was this really simple dish. It was a tostone, which is basically a smashed plantain yeah. that is then fried. So it becomes like a vessel for something on top of it to pop into your mouth. Okay. They make um, um, kind of a lot of plantains and then a mash almost and then a cake. So the it was about three and a half inches across and maybe like three inches deep. So more like a small tortilla. Yeah. It had on it um, shredded beef, pickled onions, and it was just like this perfect, salty, crispy, crunchy, spicy bite of deliciousness. I loved that thing so much. Yeah. I had to split it with my friend, and I was a little sad. And she loved it, too. And if you, like, have someone that's not eating gluten, like, she's, it was just, it was the perfect I just wanted to order like a whole nother plate. Yeah. You know, the new, I mean, a lot of the stuff that I really love the attention that they have brought back to the menu yes. there. And I think it's because Christine and Burke kind of had, you know, they they really with high high focused kind of how they want to do what they want to do. And then they kind of came back to Ola and really kind of gave it some attention. I love the fact that they have pupusas there. Yes. Which are these beautiful masa cakes with so much good cheese. It's sort of really beautiful. I Yum. love those. They also are doing now um, fejora. I had it. Did you have that? What did you think of that? It was fantastic. It was black beans, sausage, stewed with pork belly. Then there is greens. They topped it with a little orange and there was rice in the bowl. It was like a super hearty, homey, black bean, sausagey, porky bowl. Yeah, it's just... It was really good. It's lovely. It's a total thing for Brazil that is just one of those... I don't know why we don't see more of it. I cook like that a lot at home. Mm-hmm. So I don't normally order like black beans and because that's what we make at home a lot. Right. But my... Uh, dining companion wanted that and it was super good. I hear her. She has a new taco salad too that is just beautiful and lovely. I didn't and delicious. eat it, but it looked oh, really good. I gotta go. I had a fermented cocktail, oh, which yeah? was kind of new. Um, I had a pineapple, they call it tapache, and it's like fermented pineapple and then it's bitters and they mix it with your choice of spirit. I had it with a dark rum. Mm-hmm. It was a super boozy drink, so I could only have one. Mm. But it was very tasty. My friend had the same thing, but she had hers with tequila. Yeah, so good. Yeah, really just a great, great spot. And of course, when the weather gets warm, they're going to open up that patio and the Yuko's fries are second to none. They are so fun. That's Ola Arepa. All right, so my first one is going to be just, it's going to actually be Jesse Held. Who, oh man! I know. I like that he's our top he's, two. He's in one of my top two. I just want to pay him some some respect. He's spectacular because he's one of our leading bartenders in town, and but not just bartender. He has been bar director for Jester Concepts for seven years, and he is one of the people who really helped launch our cocktail scene. But not only just that, not you know, opening Parlor Bar and creating that scene and then learning from it and understanding that you can't take 45 minutes to make someone a drink. You can work on those techniques and those and those uh, bringing in the ingredients and really respecting tradition. But you also need to have hospitality. And that was one of the things that I loved about all the drink menus that he came up with at Parlor and at Manello and, you know, Burrow and all those guys and P.S. Steak, which is where I was yesterday. And Yum. just, you know, I had a Japanese highball there that was just uh, with Japanese whiskey that was just elegant and simple and refreshing and yet had such a had such a play to it because it had this wonderful salt area that you can sort of use 
if you would like to. Um, and I just thought that's what is wonderful. So he is has stepped down as bar director for Jester, and he's going to focus more on his Earl Giles uh, brand, which is going to be, you know, they had just launched a ginger beer, which you'll be able to find at liquor stores and things like that. Um, but he's also doing, uh, they have a lot of elixirs and tonics and little fun stuff, but just stay tuned because there's some big stuff coming from them. All right. I'm looking for that. What's your second? Um, my second one is kind of a traditional classic restaurant that I live by, but I, I get there about once a year. And every time I eat there, I'm like, oh, this is so good. It's La Cucaracha mm-hmm. on Grand Avenue. It's been there forever. And they have a chicken soup there that it's not a tortilla soup. It's more like a traditional chicken soup, but it's very garlicky, really brothy, a little bit of rice, a little bit of cilantro, big hunks of roasted, like pulled chicken breast, some carrots. It's just a really like delicious. They serve it with a lime. So you just hit that. And I don't know. I just, I always like Mexican soup and it's delicious. Good. All right. I like it. Um, my second one is going to be the bootleg that is coming oh, up. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The Tattersall bootleg, you guys. Here's the deal. If you know anything about the bootleg, it is sort of known as the Minnesota cocktail, right? And so it's kind of this very minty, very slushy thing that used to be served at country clubs. And um, now it is. Uh, well, here's the deal. So it was at served at country clubs, mm-hmm. you know, and they'd have the mix and everything else. And it was sort of this uh, cocktail of the, the elite or whatever. But of course, everybody who's worked at a country club is not elite. Right. <laughs> and like the pool shack kids and the golf caddies and everybody else kind of brought the mix out into the world. And it became the bootleg kind of became a very great, you know, fun summer drink on the lake. So uh, I feel like this is going to be the summer of the bootleg, not only because Tattersall has distilled a spirit that is got the bootlegger it's called the bootlegger and they've distilled mint and limes and lemons in with this vodka and so basically all you have to do is cut it with a little soda water to make it delicious you don't need the sludge you don't need this mix bottle it's just beautiful and delicious it should be at uh liquor stores within this week and they're having a big launch party on june 2nd at the patio but it's really delicious and you're going to see it everywhere it's going to be at valley fair it's going to be at like every music festival. Art in Bayfront Park up in Duluth. There you sponsoring. go. And uh, yeah, they're going to be at Rock the Garden. They're going to be at the Blue Ox Music Festival. Yep. They're going to be everywhere this summer. So my thing is go get a bootleg. I'm very excited about that. I know that's going to be very good. There's also, by the way, uh, a bootleg mix that is out that is non-alcoholic. Summer Lakes beverage. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's called bootleg. It's a little sweet for me. Just for me. I like I have to cut it a little bit more than others. But I do like the fact that the only bummer is also that it's frozen so you got to remember that you got to get it ahead of time if you're heading on the lake you're going to want to get it the day before you go to the lake because it comes in these frozen coolers at the front of the liquor stores but it's good they're going to have it at stone arch too stone arch festival they're going to be in my culinary market and up in duluth as well good all right there we go guys those are the top twos and i give you one bonus uh, oh quickly yeah i just there was a nice article about el burrito mercado that our friend joy summers did um that just talked about the heritage of that place going from their parents in the 1970s to grocer to now woman-owned two locations i just like el burrito a lot i like what they're trying to do with their staff and their family so good check that out all right we'll be right back this is the weekly dish hey everybody welcome back to weekly dish okay so we've been talking about it I have done it with a few people, but really, you're my heart. Okay. You're my taste tester of life. Okay. And I have all these peeps. I have seven different kinds. Actually, I have more than that now because people have been buying them and giving them to me. Right. 
And I let's just start out like you're not a peep person. And we're talking about peeps. The peeps. marshmallow treat, the not marshmallow people. Because I am a people person. <laughs> you're a peeps person, just not a peeps person. Right. I am fascinated by this weird little confection that started by Sam Bourne. It's the number five selling Easter treat. I'm convinced that people don't really like them, that it's more just about the tasting of them and the novelty of them, because I don't really think people like them. They are, uh, and people are going to be like, yes, I like them. They're rabbits and chickens. Uh, They come with little wax eyes. And they have started having all these different flavors. Each little peep has 26 calories. But I'm just fascinated by the flavoring of them. And I have found some that I thought were okay. And then there's some that are just like, why would you make this as a food? So I thought I would taste (laughs) test with Stephanie March. And just to be clear, as we set up the test, I have opened all the packages. They've been open for about a week and a half which is she likes them crunchy on the outside and a little stale on the inside. I want them to be chewier because when they're too pliant, it just gets like weirdly mushy in your mouth. And then that just is a bizarre moment. So I'm not really going to tell her what ones she's eating as I do this. I'm just going to give her a little chunk. Uh, So we have the first one. This is classic. Oh, is it? Well, these are have these are a little chewier than I thought. Okay, so was that just classic peep? It's the sugar-free peep. It's sugar-free? So what is it that you're eating? Because all a peep is is sugar. Yeah. Oh, it's it's probably made with like... Xylitol. Yeah, or some... like a Splenda or something. Does it taste good? It tastes like a normal peep. Okay, that's impressive. Yeah, so that's good. Um, it does say on the package not to consume the whole package because it's going to give you diarrhea. Oh, <laughs> Wow. So it's like so a good thing that chip. you just let me have that. <laughs> and then I started with it. Uh-huh. Okay. Here is the blue raspberry. Which, okay. You have to give me a bigger piece than this. Really? Yeah, I because, was trying to be conscientious. Because no, I'm not getting enough, like, okay. stuff to It's definitely blue raspberry. Do you like the flavor? I like blue raspberry. Oh, that is my worst one. I know. I saw, actually, I, that one I did see... I think I you and Jason out. freaked out about yeah, them. Like, okay, this but one. That's, I used to order blue raspberry, like, you know, Mr. Misty's and stuff Boy, like that. Boy, that is surprising to me. I love blue raspberry. Yeah. You don't seem like you'd like blue raspberry. Yeah. This is the coconut chocolate <clears throat> dipped, dark chocolate dipped peep. And I actually thought it was pretty good. If you're going to eat a peep. Mm, I don't like that. Okay. But I don't love coconut in candy form. Got I want it? coconut to be in my beverage Oh, yum. I love a good coconut tequila. I want like a, no, I mean, I want like a, I want like a pina colada. Okay, this is the, you can just look at it. It's the cotton candy. Uh, and people like that cotton candy flavor. That to me doesn't have any cotton candy flavor whatsoever. It was the terrible. It was terrible. I don't it, know if it's terrible, but it's like, there's, it just tastes like peep. This one I actually love. I have had that one. Do you like it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I think it's a good play. It's on. pink inside, green on the outside. It is the watermelon, the sour, sour, and it's tasty. This one has a different flavor than just peep, which is why I think that this one works. It tastes like watermelon Jolly Rancher. It kind of does. I think this one, like if I was, I mean, I, I'm not mad at this one. I'm still not going to eat it, but I like if there's enough of a flavor differentiation so that it feels like it's a value that you bought this. I'm going to give you one that another one I think you might like. This one, I'm going to wait and see if you can guess the flavor. Oh my God, it's flavor. like gold. It's brown outside. See if you can guess what it is. Um, root beer? 
Yes, rip your oh. float. Okay, and it's all right. It's but it's not, it's too on the backside. If it's gonna be rip beer, you I want, want it to be on the front. Beer. Yeah. Okay, here's one that is a lot on the front. All right, it is uh, red. She's just slicing these up with scissors, you yeah. guys, which is really funny. Um, so it's and if you're someone who likes peeps, get them now and then use them for s'mores in. Is that the fruit season. punch only because I can see it? It's the fruit punch. It, that one's so gross. That's kind of a waste of time. Yeah, I thought that was. That's just, just yucky. a waste of time. You're such a good sport. I know. Okay, here's one. Okay, I'm not okay. looking, but I can't help looking. <laughs> you might have already seen it, mm-hmm. but I think you could like this one. This is brown. I would say beige more ad- accurately. I'm getting nothing. That is. Oh, it's a butterscotch pancake and syrup. That's stupid. <laughs> That's just stupid. Unless now I have the maple on the back end of that, and that's just dumb. It doesn't taste like I hate fake. It's just you know what that is. That's that stupid maple candy that like you you have those fake pancake dippers into. Have you ever seen those? Where like and it's like a liquid, and you're like, oh my god, maple syrup is just sugar in itself. Can't you at least use real maple syrup? Yeah, I've not seen those. It's maple flavoring. And then this is the birthday cake. I one, do I like good maple candy though from Canada. Can you hear me chewing? I wish I wish that people could hear me chewing. Oh yeah, I can hear can you. Hear it? Okay. Yes. I could do the Hope ASMR can... thing. Hope can hear you chewing. <laughs> um, the, the birthday cake is is again stupid. It's gross. It's really dumb. It, it doesn't. Looks good. Here's the thing. This is another thing. Why do people assume that that is? It's the same thing where like a banana flavor doesn't actually taste like banana. It tastes like banana flavoring. And like grape, grape flavoring has nothing to do with the way actual grapes taste. But those two things taste good. Like, and birthday cake, my little niece, who is, she's eight. She's like, I love birthday cake. I like all kinds of birthday cake flavors. She goes, this just isn't even good. Well, but I mean, this is the weird thing. Like who decided that this would be what the cake flavoring is? Like, cause I don't find that to be cake flavored even remotely, but cake flavoring. I mean, like it seems like it already would just be sugar. Cause that's really what we're talking about. I don't know, cake like, flavoring. what do they put in it? Like, vanilla and what? Um, Kind of like, have you ever had Blue Moon ice cream? See, she had to cleanse her palate. But mm. you are a trooper. That was eight different kinds of Whoa. peeps. Do you want a classic just to refresh? No. Okay. I want more of the champagne or the coffee that is something. sitting here. Yeah, something. Wow. I don't know. Here's the thing. I still love a peep. If you're going to have one, just go classic and just blow it up on over the flames. D- yeah, just they are them. good in s'mores. And well, because here's you all the can ways get the that, caramelized. So people cut them into chunks yeah. and mix them into Rice Krispie bars mm-hmm. and make like Rice Krispie bar treats. That's yeah. cute. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have little kids. Yep. Um, people put them into like cookies mm-hmm. in little, again, chunks and then bake the cookies. Here's one that's really fun. Like if you're having a party of ladies... You use it as like a martini float. Get that out of my martini. But do not just put anything fun. near my gin that has sugared. I think it's fun. Coating of nastiness. No, I think it's fun. If you were going to have like a watermelon sour and you were going to have like a no, shot, no. that would be fun. But here's the thing. Like I would uh, totally. Yeah, no, I don't want that anywhere near my drinks. But like I would put them on a skewer and then roast them. You know, that would be fun. They do have them in like on a skewer. I it's saw a funny the pops. Thing. It's a pop. And I'm like, that's this is just, just made to, to be burned. Yes. I mean, seriously. Plus, if you put them in the microwave, that's fun to watch. Just to be clear. What do they do? They blow up. And they go. Oh, so like a marshmallow would, but they don't yeah. explode no. like where it's all over your microwave. No, that would okay, not. That might I would be not fun. recommend that. That would be not fun. 
But yeah, no, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, and I don't know. I don't know. I have a lot of campers in our family and we do a lot of campfires and I have a lot of peeps left. Is it worth saving them? So between now and because they're all opened. Yeah. Campfire no, season. They're just going to get hard. I mean, you could put them in a bag and seal it up and keep them status quo as it is. But I mean, okay. that's I think that's these... just a lot of sugar. The other thing of it is it's a lot of weird chemical sugar for me. Like I like a pure marshmallow and I like a state puff marshmallow or you know what I mean? A jet yeah. puffed. I'm not going like all natural marshmallows. But like to me, the added sh- like flavor to those, I don't like the flavored aspect of it because that to me is the wrong kind of tang. And then that will make your s'more weird. The wrong kind of tang. Did you see, by the way, the chocolate stuffed marshmallows they just came out with? No. Oh, my God. They're trying to uh, they're trying to change your your s'more game by doing chocolate <laughs> stuffed marshmallows so that when you roast them, there's chocolate on the inside. And then you just put it between your graham crackers. What a fantastic idea. Except for don't control my chocolate. <laughs> I don't know what kind of chocolate. It's not like it's a good Hershey's chocolate in the middle. It's like chocolate flavoring. Well, and to be clear, Hershey's is only good in a s'more. I know. Not good just to eat the bar. Because it burns the back of your throat. Um, There it is. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. The peep taste test. We had the peep show. There it was. We had the peep show. There it is. Best one you ate, though. Uh... Uh, the blue raspberry, which is funny okay, that I that like that the best. Least. Watermelon sour, people. Okay. Watermelon sour. All right, gang. We'll be right back. Okay. So we talked about the peep show. We finally did the peeps. Yep. We have a whole pile of them here. Stephanie. Yeah. I have <laughs> big Easter plans in my mind. Yep. And then my husband, when it snowed a week ago, he was like, let's go to Las Vegas. He figured out that we had enough points that we could go. Yep. And it wouldn't cost any money. Yep. And he was like, let's just go. So we left last Saturday. We went to Las Vegas, Saturday night, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I'm kind of embarrassed to tell you two highlights. One was staying at the Waldorf Astoria, which is the old Mandarin Oriental, which has no gaming in it. So it's one of those hotels that's super nice, but you can get in and out. And we got it on points. Um, The Game of Thrones episode with room service was mm-hmm. fantastic. Good. Amazing. So fun to have room service. And like, it's sad when the hospitality of room service is better than any restaurant you go to. Right. Because <laughs> the guy was like, and he like, what time do you want me to come back and get your tray? And he was so great. He poured all the stuff. Okay. Second, good dining experience. The Shake Shack Game of Thrones burger. First of all, Shake Shack's pretty good. Okay. You want to not love it because it is kind of fast food, but it's, I would say, a higher quality of fast food, and it was good. If you Have you had their chicken tenders or chicken nuggets? Uh, I don't think I have because I, I always just get a burger. I really would encourage you to have them. They're like I've butter. had the chicken sandwich. It's like that, but tender version. Mm. And so because they're smaller, they're even more tender than the sandwich. They're fantastic. So let's just start there. So, I mean, fantastic. Like, if I ordered those in a full-service restaurant, I'd be thrilled. Okay. The Game of Thrones burger was real good. It was a patty with hot pepper jack cheese, bacon, and then this, like, fiery Game of Thrones dragon sauce. Mm-hmm. And the lady at the counter is like, well, it's real hot. I was like, okay, that's fine. But it's real hot. I was like, yeah, I know it's hot. She's like, do you like hot? Because it's real hot. So I am like, okay, bring it on, hot. It was like... Crybaby Craig's hot. Like, 
Like I, hot, but not like no, killer hot. No. And I always I think s- it's weird when someone warns you because I'm always like, I don't know where your levels are, man. Like, I don't know. Do you eat habaneros for fun or do yeah, you it's, like it's weird. Is ketchup a spice for you? It's like it's always <laughs> very strange when someone tells me it's so hot. I want to be like. And when I'm in like a uh, Sawati and they tell me like it's hot, I'm like, OK, medium. Like, I know that that's going to yeah. be if you get hot, you're going to like have problems the next two days on the way out. But this was just like, okay, it was really good, but it was not like burn your face off hot. I said to Kurt, do you think this is really hot? He's like, no. No. But it's good. Okay. Um, all right. So get back from Vegas, trying to like get my life together. The family's coming for Easter dinner. I didn't order a ham. And it didn't really occur to me till the day before everyone's coming that I don't have a ham. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to Cub Foods and I'm going to just get a ham like regular people do. I'm not going to go honey baked route this year. I'm going to get a ham. Okay. I bought a ham. Yeah. A Smithfield. Yeah. Smithfield hams. Ham. 10 pounds. There's a honey glazed packet that mm-hmm. comes with it. It's all spiral cut. I don't know. Like, what are you, I don't know. What's I'm the terrified. question? Okay. I know. I had to read, like, how do I cook this? I put it cut side down in a pan. And then I'm supposed to pour this glaze all over it. I don't know if I want to use that glaze. It's probably not very good, is it? I don't know. I don't use, I would never buy, I would never use a packaged glaze. Okay. Just like if, if, if I bought a turkey with a packaged gravy. Know, yeah. I would never, never use okay. that either. We're right. on the same page then. Okay. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to use that. Yeah. But then I'm like, what am I going to use? Do I use just honey? Do I use brown sugar? Do I use pepper, pineapple juice? Do I use Coca-Cola? And how long do I cook it? And then I was in the spice aisle and there was this really sweet old lady who's like 80 and she's like can you help me find the cloves so i give her the cloves and she goes oh i need the whole cloves i'm like oh you're making ham she's like yes but i don't know why we put these in the ham because then you just have to take them out and the whole time people are eating you have to tell them don't eat the clove so i was like why do we put cloves in ham and do i need to be putting whole cloves in ham uh i think i think does it really (laughs) flavor it like well, it depends on how long you're cooking it, but I think... 80 minutes is my recipe. Okay. And let's be clear. If you bought a ham that's already been spiral cut, <laughs> y'all are just reheating. Okay? So like 80 minutes seems just, like a real long but time you're trying, to reheat. What t- what's the temp they told you on? 350? Yeah. I mean, it's a big hunk of meat. And if it probably has a bone in it, if it's spiral cut, it's spiral cut I got it the with the bone because I right. want to make pea soup. So, the inside, so that means that it's going to be harder to heat all the way through just because of the density of that so it is going to be like if you want a warm ham that's what you're doing you're heating it all the way through oh it says 400 yeah so i mean like but it's a big huge dense piece of meat 10 pounds so, yeah and it's and you 10 put it in water of, right so you're not cooking it you're reheating it you're basically steaming it warm um and so the cloves i think the cloves in the original iteration were two things one part of the actual cooking process when it was actually being cooked. And then two now decor because people have this feeling of how they want it to be look like it's studded with things. Although warmed cloves do give you a, a sort of an aroma scent and that's a part of the experience too. So you don't eat them, but they give you a part of the smell and of the aroma and the whole experience. Okay. Then what about this idea? So I make up a glaze. It's going to be like, mustard and honey and preserves or something and brown sugar okay and then how about i put a handful of the whole cloves because i for whatever reason have three jars of them i know and we must have been on a clove kick yeah what if i just put them in the ham water you could 
Because that will give me the like the mm, aroma smell and the sense. of hammy, yeah. but no one will have to worry about. No, I don't because I think one. it's like a. I I honestly have never cloved a ham. I don't. That's not a okay. thing that I need to worry about. And there's no like spiral, or it's already spiral cut, so there's no hash cross hatching it right. and all nope. that's done. Mm-mm. Okay, so yeah, I'm feeling better about it because I made the coconut cake. I just have to frost that today. I'm doing roasted asparagus. I have made the tarragon buttermilk salad dressing, which I already got one person that sent me a text that was like, that was amazing. Thank you for sharing. That is a good recipe. Mm-hmm. And I've got the lettuces. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Okay. But the ham, I, I, and I was so like, wow, this is, I have a radio show for 11 years about food and I'm looking at this ham like, oh, I don't know ham. But it's not a thing yet that you do every day. And I don't like when we said last week, I don't really make ham because I don't, because we eat it every day. Yeah. So like for me. You know, I buy deli ham all the time. And so the last thing I want to do is like eat ham, sit with a ham steak. Yeah. You know, I just that's like to me, that's a nightmare. But, you know, that's just not fancy. It would be like, you know, have- and I would have lamb if it was just me and Kurt and Ellie and my step, my mother in law. But because my family is coming, they don't do lamb. So yeah. it's ham. I did lamb and I feel like I've done lamb already like a couple times this year. So I'm you not, did. I know I did it for, you know, Hanukkah and then I did it for. Uh oh! I did it for Christmas Day. I yeah, think you had a big yeah. lamb leg. Yeah, and then and that's delicious and lovely. But I just I'm not. I'm done. I'm done. You like lamb a lot more than you used to, though. When we yeah. first started the show, well, you I never s- ate it. I still don't like people to make it. For, I I don't want. I'm never gonna. I'm probably never gonna order like lamb unless I know the person who's making it or I know exactly what's happening. Because it can have a funkiness to it. Yeah. And it's also, I, there's no reason why people put, I don't understand the mint jelly thing. No one does. And no one does. And that's like no from the does. 50s. We need to get over that. And for some reason, though, it's still people like, oh, you, are you going to have mint jelly with it? No. No. <sighs> no. No. We're not because nobody has mint jelly. No. I have had some beautiful lamb, but I just, yeah, I just don't. I'm just not, I'm just not like, I'm just not craving it like I crave like a prime rib or something like that. Which is delicious. I know. And I thought about that too, but it's not very springy. I honestly go seafood for, for I think about crab scrambled eggs. And I think about crab cakes. Yum. And I think about, um, you know, those kind of veggie for brunchy, forward. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm even, yeah, I guess I wouldn't, I would do crab cakes for dinner. Yeah. Yum. But I wouldn't do... I would, I would actually probably also do crab scrambled eggs for dinner, but I would do crab or like a crab legs if I could or something like that. That'd be good. Or it's just salmon, Arctic char, like a whole fish. That sounds delicious. It would be delicious and easy. And you can easily do those salt baked fish, you know, when you make the, yeah, like the tomb of salt and they basically, a tomb. A tomb. See? see, see how you did that uh-huh. and they cook in there and then you crack it and it's all symbolism and the fish has risen again. As we started the show and we're about to get to the moral of the story, but. As we started the show, kind of talking about the tomb and the Jesus and why we eat eggs, I would just like to tell you, we talked a lot about the Notre Dame Cathedral. Here's the news of the day. The bees are alive. Oh, the at Notre Dame? 180,000 bees kept in hives in the Notre Dame Cathedral that were thought to have perished oh, in this week's fire. The bees have risen. They've the bees will come again. And they're alive. Okay. So there is the bees. The bees will they come again. They made it through the fire. All right. They've risen. I love it. All right, we're going to take a break. You guys, we come back. We're going to wrap it all up for you. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are wrapping up this story of the day, which has been kind of fun. I didn't point out, you guys, that we did have... 
a question on the uh, Facebook page about oh. because it is cloves or not to clove. But that was not the question. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. And what do you do with three no, jars of cloves? That's I, the next question. What am I going to do way, with these things? You are doing like apple cidery things, probably that you were making yeah, mixes I don't for. Know. Maybe you're shrubbing. Who knows? No, the question I put out for uh, the Facebook page this morning was, "What are your top three Prince songs?" Because of course I was marking oh, the purple wow. ones, Ascension into uh, all the good things. Um, Let's hear them, because I have my list. Okay, so so I'll just tell you that there's a lot of, which I love the fact of some people are like, Darling Nikki, and I'm like, for Easter, I might not pick that. If I was playing it on, putting on a playlist that together. That is a good song, though. But well done. Um, a lot of uh, Delirious, Little Red Corvette, Beautiful Ones, Let's Go Crazy. Um, I love that Lisa said his rendition of Bonnie Raitt's song, I Can't Make You Love Me. That is one of my favorites. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a spectacular rendition. That needs so to go true. on your playlist. I know. I might. These, I'm. I'm going to put these on the boiling bones. Just I'm going to add them in there so that we have a little bit of this. Um, obviously, Purple Rain, uh, Raspberry Beret, which is one of my favorites. What about Uptown? Has no one said Uptown? No one has said Uptown. Nothing compares to you. That's a good one too. Uh, how about um, When Doves Cry? Of course, I would die for you. Alphabet Street, ten bucks for. I love boom, Alphabet boom, Street. Boom, boom, yeah. Boom, ba-dum, ba-dum, Seriously. Okay. Uh, no one has said my favorite. What's your favorite? I'm going to tell you mine in a minute. My oh, absolute con- favorite? Yeah. Never take the place of your man. That's a good one. Oh, that is a good one. Um, My absolute favorite, because it was him so raw and so early, Yeah, is... I want to be your lover. That's a good one. Yes. I want to be your mother and sister too. Kiss is on here. That's a big one I think a lot of us love because it's so fun and it's so like out there. Uh, My favorite is, funny enough, it's a very strange. Well, I mean, I do love when it snows in April. You know, sometimes it snows in April. But I do love Lady Cab Driver. Lady Cab Driver. Want to take you for a ride. Love that one. This is kind of a, it was the only good song on the record, but Diamonds and Pearls. We have a couple Diamonds and Pearls and Cream. That was good. Make it you're a girl. I had, I <laughs> if I could only give you my word. There's a couple of people who love that All song. All I can do is just offer you my love. There it is, man. Seriously. That is a good song. That's good. Uh, so there, that's on the Facebook page if you're looking for a nice compendium of uh, picks. That's what, what we got. What is the one, too? This is probably not popular, but the one he did with Sheena Easton. Uh, oh, I know exactly what I'm trying to think. I know, and I can't think of the name of it. Oh, yeah. See, this is what happens. And it was a good song. Oh, I loved him. I loved them all. I think that one's on Boiling Bones. Boy Prince. I know. What a loss. Guitar. I, I know. I'm still not recovered. I know. I'm just not. I don't know that I'll ever be. You know, like I can't think of like Elvis dying. I remember that vividly. And I would never take the place of parents. Oh, that's a good one. one. I know. Well, that's you know, it's. I remember driving out to Paisley Park with Jake and showing him, you know, the fence and the wall, Mm -hmm. and it was just this sort of. The funny part is, he was just starting. He had just started to think about Prince because he had gone through his Davy Bowie phase and everything else, and and he we were just starting to get into it, and I was like, dang it! I remember hearing he had died and thinking okay i'm right by first avenue and people are congregating there i gotta go there and being there and getting video and doing some recording for the station and then getting hugged by the yeti do you remember that story the Mm -hmm. giant man Mm -hmm. with the afro just sobbing and leaning over and just like hugging me and me hugging this completely random strange man that i still to this day don't know who he is 
And just like us having a moment and then like we broke and that was it. Yep. And just hugging a stranger in the middle of standing in front of First Avenue as the flowers were starting to accumulate and just not wanting it to be true. I know. That was really rough. It was really rough. So having a moment tomorrow for just taking a purple moment just out of your day and just remember. I mean, the current will be playing. There'll be music all over the place. That's great. And he was so spiritual, too. It's sort of like ironic about the Easter time. I know. But again, in my mind, my religion is that he has ascended so <laughs> to wherever he needs to be. Um, also, just letting you know that Lizzo's album, new album dropped this last week. Do you know that? I Did you have to it? It has a Minneapolis Lizzo sound. feelings. Oh, you do? Yeah. I love her music. Yeah. I'm intrigued by her person. Mm-hmm. I love what she's doing, but there's times where I get real uncomfortable with it. Maybe that's a good thing. I it it is, but it's awkward. Like I just feel like you can only say the p word as a woman so many times before it becomes like shock value almost. Oh, I think if you say it more often, it's less shock value. And I again, yeah, I'm like coming to terms with my feelings about all these things, mm-hmm. and just. But I think her music is fantastic. Yeah, I just I'm excited about it. I'm gonna download the whole um, the thing. The juice tonight. is just a great song. The juice is a great song, you guys. Help see what we can get about getting that on here. Oh, right. <laughs> like it's so good. Get it into the mix. She posted something. Um, her album was number two after Beyonce's uh, surprise drop. You know, that's pretty like, fantastic. Like, of her album next to Beyonce's album, it's like wow, that's wow, be crazy. Like for I her, know. like. I mean, what, like, what a moment. What a moment. Uh, well, and I love, I read a little bit about her story recently. I love that she kind of found herself in the Twin Cities. Like, she'd lived other places. Yeah. She had had some struggles and mm. probably still has mm-hmm. struggles, but she found her voice that she felt like was hers here. Yeah. And you can hear it in the music. That's why you think, like, some of that album to me sounds a little bit like, it's got a Minneapolis Prince. sound. It's totally. got some, like, like the time. Did yeah. Too. yeah. Like, that's a, that's a legacy that is wonderful that I think we get to have. Mm-hmm. I'm super fine with that. That's all good. Okay, that's a decent thing. Well, I'm just that's our musical portion of the show today. <laughs> you really got also, a lot. I know, and if you want to like um, you know, watch Beyoncé's documentary too, that's on Netflix now. What is it called again? I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember the I title. I got I don't just watched either. a real but interesting just a clip of it. Yeah, things yeah. to do and kind of perspectives to sort of achieve. If you're looking good. for recipes too, you can find them on the Weekly Dish radio show page or yeah. you can find them on Facebook. If you are looking for pictures of food or dining experiences we have, you can usually find those at Stephanie March at Stephanie's Dish. If you're looking for Stephanie's been posting some recipes at what to the number two cook for when. So she has a pork, a pulled pork recipe that she just did there. And I'll try to put those on the Facebook page too when I do. I haven't been, I've been forgetting to do that part. So I will. And you can always send us a message. I know if we we said that we were going to post something and you don't find it, just send us a message. We'll get it to you. Mm -hmm. We are accessible to you 24 seven people. That's right. And listen to the podcast. Yep. We drop a edition that is not radio show content. And you can also, if you missed the top two an hour to hope post those, you can find that at podcast one or wherever you find your podcast, the weekly dish. Um, also, if you're thinking about getting out for fish today, there is a giant fish market happening. Fisherman's Market at Coastal Seafoods uh, this afternoon. They are doing it's in their garage again, but they have some guys from Alaska who are here to talk about the salmon that they have and some of the local fish purveyors. And it's a good thing if you're thinking about doing fish for Easter, go pick it up fresh right now. All right. Uh, also, Dine Out for Life. I want to remind you guys on Thursday, the 25th, is Dine Out for Life. And, of course, 
This is uh, benefiting the Aliveness Project, which supports individuals with HIV in town. And there are a huge list of restaurants, you guys, that all you have to do for this is go have a meal. And then the restaurants will donate a percentage of the proceeds to the Aliveness Project. So uh, just to give you an idea, there's like Alvento is donating 50% of their dinner That's a great Italian restaurant in Uptown. Yeah. I mean, it's everything from, you know, Bank is, you know, at the Westin is donating 35% of all alcohol and dinner. Barbette is doing 25% of breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You've got the Birchwood. You've got the Blackbird. You have... We're going to Surly Pizza. Are you really there on there? Yep. Yep. Copper Hen is 25%. Uh, Places like uh, Each Street Social is 20%. Eagle Bolt Bar is 100%. So is Lush, if you want to go to those beautiful bars and places. Um, you know, even places like the Finnish Bistro, you guys, is doing 100% of alcohol and dinner. Fig and Farrow, Esker Grove, Freehouse, all of these guys are all, all you have to do is go out for dinner on Thursday quick, or breakfast or lunch. Quick question came in from Luella. She wants to know where she can get a birthday gift for her son and daughter-in-law who love food and events. Quick answer. Uh, there are still tickets available for homage, the uh, travail dinner that's happening in Araiga. I would definitely recommend it. I just went. It was fantastic. Super fun and awesome. All right, guys. Well, happy Easter. Happy spring. Happy Easter. Have a great weekend. Ciao, ciao.